Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, gang. Once again, another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Every day or every week, rather, Seth Goatsbeing and Jim Francis bring you nothing but quality. What a palette of of wisdom and entertainment and and you know today is nothing short of spectacular today's episode we have a great actress uh also youtuber of sorts or creates youtube uh shows um uh for actors or those who want to delve and dive deep into acting um she's wonderful she's a woman of god woman of faith guys give it up for joseph ting Good. How are you, Seth? I'm doing wonderful. I just chopped up your name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> your last, how you, Josephine? Don't worry. Your last name that's is King. That's why I said go with Joe. Just go with Joe, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so it's chopped it. I, Josephine. That is the funniest you, thing. <laughs> Doesn't I was like, wait a second, what did I just do? I'm sorry, Lord. Um, I I am so glad to have you aboard this this wild uh episode. Um, you know, we're we're definitely gonna have a good time. Uh, I know you have a, a lot of knowledge to impart to us, and um Aww. you know, you have yeah, I, I you you were part of the uh Wu Assassins film. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I was. So it's a Netflix show. And um, myself, I played a younger version. So by basically experience, I'm like in episodes where the flashbacks uh, occurs for the main actors. Yes. Yes. That's so cool. I did that. You know, I once had, um, I forget, it was, it was like this made for TV show about about you know um spousal abuse and and you know mm-hmm. battery and all that sort of thing and oh, i had to play uh, an abusive uh abusive husband but the flashback yes i know totally what that's like it, how, it's so how cool, is that though. like you know do, do you I mean, use method acting or do you use your own created yeah, well i yeah you're like your own experiences come on Seth, <laughs> be honest here we're all grown-ups here well yeah actually I had, I had a very tumultuous crazy rather epic story for you i had a, a, a mm-hmm. you know a, a lady in my in my life that just yeah. caused yeah. like just caused the most grief in me and and craziness mm-hmm. and 
toxic relationship. We're fighting when we woke up instead of saying good morning, we would punch each other in the face. Um, oh man, you know, no, 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 it wasn't that bad, but but there was a lot of like you know screaming matches going on and stuff, and it, it sounded like it would never end, like a a, a real horrible uh, horror story. But um, so I drew from that, you know, and and it was mm-hmm. crazy because amazingly enough. Tears began to stream down my face because, you know, after the fact, after it's all been said and done, if you hurt yourself so much and you kind of bottom out, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you hit a uh, uh, rock bottom, you sort of, you sort of pick yourself back up and then you wonder, right. why were we even, why were we even fighting in the first place? Like, right. there was no for such animosity going on between the two. And we could have mm-hmm. just said our goodbyes or pleasantries, like, all right, I'll see you later. And it would have been done. Yeah. But yeah, we chose yeah, to, get to yeah. stick it out. And and so, yeah, that is a very traumatic experience. So I drew from that. And then it yeah. just, uh, I became that monster in that, in that. And then, of course, I had never, you know, like laid hands on anyone I never mm-hmm. have. Um, mm-hmm. Not in that way anyway. And um, so um, it was, yeah, that was a, a bit much for me. But mm-hmm. as far as like, as far as, um, you know, the, the, the arguing and that sort of thing. Yeah. It put me in a real bad headspace. Um, yeah, but that's really, really me. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. But I genuinely me, believe I that about- all the brilliant actors who really deliver in their acting that really touches yeah. people when, when, when they watch the performances are all traumatized people somewhere in their yeah. life because i i completely agree with you i when i was exploring acting uh first with acting training i also had a, a horrible horrible relationship spanning up to five years that was abusive and unfortunately did include uh domestic violence it did get physical uh, towards me and that became just an archive of memory to draw emotions from so yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. you know exactly you don't need any kind of uh acting uh, uh classes after that for certain things anyway but no you're absolutely <laughs> right <laughs> mm-hmm. you kind of lived it you're like pv herman you know i don't need to exactly. watch it guys i lived it <laughs> no no exactly. no but <laughs> let's talk about these uh speaking of class a good segue into your youtube can you explain to us and the mm-hmm. listeners uh, specifically about your youtube tutorials of sorts for actors mm-hmm. or like 101 acting 101 yeah, um what are those like what do you yeah so I created my YouTube channel because when I was starting out as an actor, I didn't have any resources whatsoever aside from having to pay a lot of money to go to acting classes, uh, just to understand how even to get into acting. There doesn't seem to be a lot of resources aside from pretty high level information, uh, just in terms of like, oh, if you want to get into acting, you got to work hard and you got to have a big dream and you got you just got to keep hustling. It's like... Okay, great. But how do I actually do it? <laughs> like, if you break it down in, in the little bits and pieces, like, how, where do I even start? Like, do I go find somebody, you know? So I created that channel in order to kind of bring people on one hand along with my journey because uh, I, I made a huge statement saying that, oh, I want to be the first Chinese actress to win an Oscar because there's never been one. So that was the big um, foundation it was built on. And right. then... So I thought along the lines, I'm going to show people, okay, how do you step by step, if you go to an acting training school, like how do you step by step go and achieve that 
it's it's very simple it's very dumbed down and it's also very based on my experience um and along the lines when i go to auditions i will also do the filming and then fill the audition process and share that online as well so and also sharing a lot of past mistakes for example getting signed by an agency that's a scammer <laughs> Oh, scams wow. money and yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that sharing all of that growing up. yeah that, what was it like, so like did you go it. how did you come across that tell me how did you come oh, across that well here's the thing that i i feel like all aspiring actors should uh kind of learn along their, their their way of going on the journey is that when you have that deep passion you you just you get this sense of drive to hold on to any opportunity that's presented in front of you without discernment because you're not taught that. So I basically was in that. I got into modeling in order to get into acting because uh, I started back in Vancouver, Canada. It's uh, Hollywood North, and there it 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 was a little bit easier for me to get into modeling. Um, and earn some part-time money and so on uh, before getting into acting. And an agency basically reached out to me after seeing some of my modeling photos and so on and, and basically wanted to sign me. And I was so excited. <laughs> I yeah. thought, oh my goodness, somebody yeah. wanted to sign me. Right. I, I, right. I didn't think that this would happen. And I basically jumped in and read the contract, thought everything was was okay, didn't really understand what industry standard contract was. And I, I signed with them for a year. And uh, they basically told me that I have to pay them to create a portfolio. They're going to have professional photographers. Uh, it's going to be a nearly... Uh, it was like nearly a thousand dollars. I remember uh, for all of that in wow. order to create a professional profile for me. You know, they 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 sold it yeah. very very wonderfully. And sure. as naive as they I was, sure so, it really nicely. Yeah, they really do. They sit you down in in a nice looking office, and then they they present you all the people they they represented. I don't know if they're true or not. <laughs> and then yeah. and then they basically they basically sell you this package of if you want to become an actor, you can't do that without us, because if you come with us, we're gonna share right. with you our exclusive network of people. We're gonna get you in the room, and yeah. we're gonna create the most amazing professional profile you've ever seen. And that's how you're yeah. going to get into the industry. So I bought right, it. Because it, it, it's, it's, it's actually, um, you know, a network of people that's already presented mm -hmm. to you. And right. so it, it allows you to, you, it, you kind of feel almost like mm -hmm. you have your foot in the door into Hollywood. Like there's going to have right. a limo corner yeah. ready for you. And <laughs> Seth, the limo driver is going to be there greeting you. Going there <laughs> you know what? It's exactly how it was sold to me too. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know what? It's a one-stop shop. They got mm. they got everything you need to be an yes. actor. Yes. And then the pictures and how the portfolio is going to look because everything right. is aesthetics and that's everything. So you have to make mm -hmm. sure that you know you have all that down. But don't worry, mm -hmm. we got all that covered for you. So you have to not you don't have to worry about a thing. We're going to lead you to the promised land, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. And it took me a while. It took me a whole year because I thought that, oh, I sign a contract. It says a year. There's no way I can be represented or, or cancel the contract. And, and I just, 
I didn't, I didn't, I stuck with them. I was stuck with them for a year because I thought there was no way I could get out of it. I signed a contract. It must be, it must be a legal bind. I'm doomed now for a year and for the entire year. Yeah. I probably received. What what happened? What did you do for a year? Like, would you bind it to this contract? I, I didn't know that it was actually easy to get out of. So that's another thing that I, I feel like actors wouldn't know. You would think that, oh, if you sign a contract, then you can't get out of it. Right. Um, but it turned out that specifically in the industry of back in Vancouver, I don't know if that applies to uh, certain boutique agents only in L.A. or overall. But back in Vancouver, I could have got out of that contract um, pretty easily. But I didn't know that. I only found that out after afterwards. Um, so basically, after a year, I only got maybe like five auditions in total. And it was just awful. Like the agent that I was with, you know, I would always send her information and updates and be like, hey, here are my new photos. Uh, I'm really excited and up for any auditions. Is there anything going on for me? And she either wouldn't respond or they would be a very delayed response. And then she later on told me (laughs) that, um, that, oh, she doesn't have time to, uh, submit me to any um, auditions that are not commercials only because she herself is an actor, so she's very busy. <laughs> and, oh boy, serious? Yeah, yeah, seriously. So, this so, was a, like yeah. a, this was like a real cheesy operation, man. Yeah, she was like, oh wait so, a second, I have to so, answer the phones now because right. in, in addition to being an actor, I'm also uh, and the agent, but I'm also right. uh, the person that cleans the building. So exactly, exactly, <laughs> wow, exactly. Wow. That is not holy cow. It must have been I, devastating for you. What a blow. Was, yeah, it was. I I but at that at that point in time, I didn't have any other reference points. So I thought that okay, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe I need to get more training. Maybe uh, my headshots just aren't beautiful enough. Maybe it's me, 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 me. So it became all like right. self-reflective. All, so all these ideas started turning in your head, right? Right, all exactly. It's like maybe I'm not meant to process. do this. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the defeating on, I, idea yeah. begins to attack you. Exactly, right. exactly. And later on, I found out from uh, my acting coach that they have a reputation for signing up, basically doing the mass fishing method. They throw a net yeah. and then they sign as many models as possible. And then they uh-huh. also mass submit these uh, their rosters to any auditions. So they, they don't have a good right. reputation in the industry to begin with. And that's when I said, oh, okay, now I can, I can leave this, this agency. So what I imagine is like, they, they, you know, you extra work. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So just so that, so that on your end, you could feel like, Hey, I'm auditioning. Hey, I'm going. Places. Right. And they sort of right. kind of have you locked in this sort of a whimsical uh, world yeah. and, and yeah. you're getting gaslit the whole time. You have no idea. Yes. And it was just unique yes. because they're doing something in the way furthering my career. So that yeah. happens, and then you, you decide to collect your thoughts, and then you, mm-hmm. and then what happens next? So what happened next was I decided, um, I basically said bye to that agent, and I decided to kind of start over. You know, I'm going to go to a good acting training, intro to acting, who can really help me not only understand the acting side of it, but also the business side of it. 
which I had no idea about. And I feel like most aspiring actors probably don't understand the business side of the acting industry. And so I went to that acting school and I learned a lot. And basically on the platform, uh, it's the equivalent of either backstage or actors access in Canada. Uh, I had a, a profile, basically an unrepresented profile on our acting platform. And my then a new agent found me and they had a really, really good reputation back in Vancouver. He found me and asked me if I want to be represented. And he sent me a script for me to kind of tape by myself. And we did an interview. And then this time I did my research. <laughs> and um, it ended up great. So, you got to do, do due diligence yeah, always. Yeah, exactly. Do, exactly. Right? Yeah. And then I, I signed with him. And then... I finally got jobs. <laughs> Yay. Yay, exactly. Story, crazy ride. You took they took you for a ride and then all these winding yeah. bumps and 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 craziness along the way to mm -hmm. finally bring you back to where you're at now. But you surely learned right. quite a bit, you know? And yeah, and yeah. This knowledge, the 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 to-dos and nuts and bolts of of, of acting you have in mm -hmm. this YouTube channel, right? How do you get to mm -hmm. the YouTube channel so our listeners can tap in? Yeah, so my YouTube channel is basically Josephine Ting. You go in there, and then if you see this Asian girl's face on on the on the thumbnail um, with how to start acting with no experience, or just see yeah. my face in general, that that's that would be my channel. And you can check out my videos, and you can learn a lot about not only just the acting side of the industry, but also the business side of the industry, even the immigration side of the industry. Because I'm not Canadian, nor am I American. I am actually Taiwanese, uh, so I came here with you know, with, with no visa, I came here, I went to Canada starting out as a student and there is a huge hurdle when it comes to immigration aspect of things that I'm still dealing with right now that uh, I believe really would help for foreign actors, especially who wants to go into Hollywood. Yeah, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right about that. So you're saying it's hard to get a visa for artists? Is that what you're saying? Is yeah, so, so here's another... Um, a story right now that's going on with me right now. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this, this would be interesting. So I basically, I was in Vancouver, Canada and I did acting. That's when I did the Netflix series. That's when I did a lot of commercials and so on and so forth with my uh, new agent back then. And then what basically happens is if you go study in Canada, you will get a student visa. If you get a student visa afterwards, you will get like an open work permit where you can do any job that you want to for a period of time. And uh, just the year uh, back in 2019 is when my visa completely runs out in Canada. It's ended. That means I have to leave the country. It means that if I want to keep going, uh, pursuing acting, I have to go to wherever other countries that uh, does have an acting industry. So at the end of 2019, I got uh, represented by a really amazing management in L.A., and God totally brought that to me. There's, there's absolutely no question. It was literally by the end of my, my time that I could stay in Canada. And it was uh, a time when I was contemplating and whether or not I should come to the U.S. for a little bit of time to explore this uh, long distance relationship that I've had. 
And so I got I, I got represented by a huge management and I was starting to get amazing roles and auditions that has A-listers in it. It was the first time in my life. It was so exciting. Wow. Um, and so I came to Denver, uh, Colorado. This is where my where my where my um, my boyfriend lives. And I thought I'll be here for three months and then I'll go to L.A. And then I'll be auditioning, and somehow along the way, I will get a a uh, sponsorship. I'll, I'll get an audition, I'll get booked, and then the production. Basically, what happens is the production will sponsor uh, the actor for an O1B visa, and then now you can work in the U.S. legally. So oh, I came wow. to, yeah. So I came to Denver, and then COVID happened. <laughs> Holy cow, yet another hurdle. Yeah, exactly. So COVID <laughs> happened and this was nearly was the like an end. obstacle course your life, huh? I know. It's really exciting. So yeah, COVID really happened is. and then I can't go back to Canada anymore because they closed the border and my visa has ended. And then I wanted to go and be with my parents in Germany, but then Europe closed their borders. <laughs> and exactly. And the only place that I could go back is where my birthplace is. Um, and I can't go back there. Well, I, I prefer not to go back there because I haven't had ties back there in a very long time. I barely know anybody there. I it just It's just not an option. Bear in mind, I lived in Canada for the last eight to nine years. Um, so I have been here in the United States ever since then, uh, calling the immigration every 30 days, asking for another extension, giving them my horribly difficult to spell email and, um, yeah, and just getting auditions online. But that has been cut down a lot too, because due to COVID policy, it's very difficult right now to be hiring a foreign actor. They want actors who are there and then, um, who is local, who can work right away, who doesn't have risks of um, getting COVID or having to go through legal problems in, in terms of that. So yeah, <laughs> I would say, wow. if, if, yeah, if you're a foreign actor, immigration laws, are definitely something you need to look into. And that's something that I'll be sharing on my YouTube channel as well. And uh, it, that's it's so important to look into that. It, it, the, the reality of it in the US is, is horrifyingly difficult, <laughs> especially if you wanna make it um, during this, this time where COVID exists. I think if there's anyone that needs that that deserves to make it in Hollywood is you because you've literally <laughs> skipped through quite a bit of of obstacle courses to get where you're at. So oh, I, I, I tip my hat so off. Cute. I tip my hat off to you, and 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 you know I thank God for you. I know um, we're going to talk about your spirituality because you're pretty connected mm -hmm. to God. Um, yeah. But I wanted to yeah. kind of go back a little bit, you mm -hmm. know, and um, go back to. We're we're kind of peeling layers here. Bear with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your life. Go ahead. But, um, Go ahead. No, no, no. When you're you're a child, <laughs> when did you? Okay, so when did you decide I want to be an actress? Like hell bent on being an actress. Like this is what I'm gonna do. And what inspired you to do become an actress in the first place? On it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest I, I i wish i had like inspiring stories where i'm like watching tv and go oh i want to also like be like a that. Moment. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't have any of that. I honestly, I, when I was really young, I just watched TV and I wanted to be rich and famous. And that was it. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's the honest truth. And I'm like, yeah. it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, you're honest. Because, yeah. I, like, I like that you're honest. It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. And I thought, you know, being an actress, you can be, you can experience so many different things. Like I obviously am, I'm never going to go and murder somebody, but if you're an okay. actor, you can act yeah. like you're murdering. So yeah. You have all these different right. emotional experience that you can experience without actually doing definitely. it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I, I yeah. totally 100% resonate with everything you're saying. I feel the exact same way um, about mm -hmm. the, the craft and, mm -hmm. you know, like being able to, to be, um, a murder perhaps and and justify the murders because everything is justifiable just as right. you know like you right. could you know the victim could that's all relative it just depends on what mm -hmm. side you're on mm -hmm. because someone yeah. could justify yeah. why something happened to them that was so traumatic that caused them to do this or maybe this person did something that mm -hmm. you know and and really deserve what they got so it's like yeah. just yeah. depends so to be able to create to be a different character be a villain or but but you know while we're at it, what what kind of like characters do you like best? Do you like to be a, a killer, to be in control? I you know, love multi-dimensional, like multi-dimensional characters for sure. I don't like the simple, you're a hero, you're always a hero. There's no backstory right. about you. Um, yeah. I love characters who are complex, especially characters okay. who were traumatized and um, have their reasons and pain to have whatever perspective they have in life. Um, and, you know, I genuinely believe this. I, I don't know if it applies to you as well, Seth, that the favorite characters or the most attractive characters that we find usually reflect in our own perspective or trauma or shadow or archetype that, or, or the ideal Im image that we want to we want to try out or achieve. Like, what, how, how, how do you feel about that? I okay so you know what I'm gonna agree with you you're right in, in certain respects it's um a certain aspect of ourselves certain you know mm -hmm. like quality and 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 you see in this character you see yourself in some of these characters most definitely and so mm -hmm. which is why you're drawn to them absolutely um mm -hmm. and how how do you go about uh fletch fleshing out some of your characters how do you do the homework uh what's a you know, what, what is it like to, to get into character? How does that, you know, work for you? Yeah. So I really have to thank my acting coach. His name is Al Miro, Alexander Miro, um, back in Vancouver. He taught me method acting. So you utilizing a past memory that I already have. And, okay. um, before I go into a character or before I play a scene, I, I sit with myself and I pull myself into a certain memory that I had in the past that has an emotion that coincides with whatever emotion it is in the scene. Okay. So let's say that uh, if in the scene I am a a very a, a heartbroken woman, for example, that is extraordinarily resentful due to whatever, uh, let's say the husband cheated on her, then I would right. sit back in my memory and and grab a memory that most coincide to that. Which uh, and then later on I would feel that emotion. I would have the images of that memory in my head. I would feel the emotion and then I would snap right into that scene. Wow. So you feel it, yeah. 
you feel it, you become, and then you go right into it. That's yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's yeah, phenomenal. That's and so you know, it, it's great. I mean, it's good to have an acting coach. And mm -hmm. do you have like a team of people that's around you that help you like egg you on when you're not like feeling at your best? Your parents, possibly, maybe your boyfriend? <laughs> My boyfriend, definitely, 100%. I mean, I, I, I would honestly say that uh, most of my acting journey has been possible because of God and really just okay. pushing me forward with that. And my parents at first, they were very apprehensive about it because most people's um, first impression of the acting industry is either you're either really, really poor and you're you're selling um, uh, leftover food in the side of the street and you, you don't have a roof over your head or you're you're in an industry where it's where it's all crazy and drugs and all about money and sexuality yeah. and so on and so forth. So they were very yeah. apprehensive about it. They wanted me to be, to, to go into the sciences uh, with my major in psychology and maybe become a psychologist and so on. Uh, but they, they, they definitely turned around after seeing paychecks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a second. This is great, Han. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> um. Exactly. Just like, wow. You earned that much money in 15 minutes oh that's great <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you have good moral values i can tell you have um at the core you know god is at the center of your life and so when mm. did you come to know christ oh dear um so here's here's a story like i grew up in a country where uh, people are either very agnostic or extraordinarily atheist and i grew up in a household for myself like i am extraordinarily scientific minded I did not believe in the existence of God or spirituality or anything like that. I actually really resented it when I was young, to be honest. I made a lot of Jesus jokes when I was young. I, oh, um, yeah, yeah, it was bad. And I would laugh Girl, at you're going people. To, you're going to hell in a handbasket. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would just laugh at the, um, the concept of you can be the worst person you can be in life and then right before you die you just say i'm sorry and all is good that was my impression of what christianity was and then one day my mom is very much uh similar to me and she's she's like this she is she was um she we grew up like she was she was a single single mother for the longest time she is hardcore she's a hustling woman she started her own business back in china uh the longest time ago and back then uh there is a it was very hard for a woman to start a business back in china it just it wasn't an industry that was that was catered to women uh it was this is like 20 years ago and yeah she is has the hardest mindset of you get whatever you work hard for. And that's that there's nothing in this world that's going to help you. There's no existence that that God, that's just going to be good. That's just going to appear in your life. So one day <laughs> she, she, she got married to my, to my dad right now and they wanted to have a baby. She had experience happen. Yeah. Yeah. She had two miscarriages and then her, her uh, when she got pregnant for the third time, she she basically told me that she went to the washroom. And by that time, she was, you know, in her forties. Uh, she went to the washroom and she had blood all over the 
all over the floor. Oh, we should add a trigger warning about blood or something before this. Oh, anyway. Yeah, because I don't like blood, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting nauseous now. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So yeah. So she had a chunk, if you may, fall out of her, and she was sure that it was the embryo. And she went to the emergency room. They made her wait for like two hours because they saw her condition, and they were like, "Ah, oh, you can't save the baby. So you're, you're you're gonna wait." And then she got to do the the scan, and then she said she looked on the screen, and then there was no heartbeat. And her doctor basically told her you know, sorry, that was it. You lost the baby. And she said that at that moment, she saw Jesus in her, in her mind. And she's never had contact with Christianity Amen. before. Um, and she saw Jesus in her heart. And she says, Jesus, wow, I, 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 I only know, I, I know that you can save my baby. I know that you can do it. I don't know why I don't know you, but if you save my baby, I'll, I'll give my life to you. I'll, I'll do work for you and anything. And then she heard the doctor say, Oh, and then she looked over at the doctor. was like, Oh, there is a heartbeat. And it was just like, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, on the screen. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Wow. Oh, sorry. And, yeah. and that ladies and gentlemen is Josephine. Yes. The baby. Oh no, that wasn't me. That was my brother. Oh, oh, your brother. <laughs> Sorry to ruin the moment. <laughs> oh, man. I thought this was going. Wow, the way it was going. No, um, no, that that was my brother who's alive and well now. Um, all right. She so basically, she told me this story, and I didn't believe her. I thought it was co coincidence, but that opened a door for me to to really explore the bible so i thought okay well if my mother who's so hard-headed can can just somehow be convinced that god is real then perhaps there's something yeah. i can look into it maybe i can try praying for something like a and little go. glimmer of hope for me too right yeah, yeah 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 exactly and one day a couple years ago it was back in 2016 or 17 she was praying and god told her to bring me to israel and wow. So we went to Israel. It was just the two of us. <laughs> and we went to, you know, we saw the old city. We went to see Western Israel. Wall. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. But yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I was still apprehensive, but I was praying. I'm just like, okay, if you're real, please tell me if you're real. You know, show me something undeniable because my scientific brain just can't get over it. And then oh gosh we um it was on the day of ramadan so usually what happens on the day of ramadan is that everyone in the palestinian uh, on the other side of the palestinian border would come to the old city and go to uh the mosque that is in the middle of the old city and and pray and worship there so my mom thought oh you want to go see um uh where was it uh the city of it wasn't Nazareth. What was the name of that city? It's on the Palestinian border. Um, the Church of Nativity. Where is that? Anyway, we were supposed to go there, and it's going to cross the border to to the Palestinian um, territory. And it was we once we got there. Bethlehem. We, was you talking about Bethlehem? Yes. Bethlehem. That is right. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to see Bethlehem. 
so we got to the border the because it, it was the day of the Ramadan, so the schedule was completely changed. They dropped us off at the border. We crossed the border, and there was no taxi whatsoever. We had to basically walk half an hour from where the border is all the way to uh, the the Church of Nativity. And so they we don't were have walking. Uber camel Ubers. You couldn't. No, no, <laughs> no, not at all. So. Yeah, so we were walking in the middle of walking. I, I really had to use the washroom. So we stopped by this community center. And bear in mind, there was no one on the street. There was barely anyone on the street. Everyone was in, in is in the old city. So I used the washroom. I came out. We were walking down the stairs when I saw this big, dark, burly man just sitting on the corner of the stairs and my mom was walking in front of me and bear in mind we're like these two little asian women just wearing like skirt and dresses because it was hot and we didn't really understand what we should or shouldn't wear <laughs> and um she walked past past and she 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 when she walked past i saw this guy like kind of look up and down at her and then I walked past and then just in my peripheral vision, I saw him stand up. And then so we were walking down the street again and I just had this undeniable feeling of danger. And at that moment, I, I felt like God was like the Holy Spirit was just warning me about something that there's this guy is not good news. And I'm someone who when I walk down the street, I don't I'm just kind of in a blur. I'm kind of in my own own world. I, I'm not really. Um, yeah, I'm not really aware of my environment, uh, which is something I should definitely work on. But I yeah, just especially felt, if you're in Los Angeles, yeah. you better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, right. So in my gut, I just hear the Lord keep telling me, like, this. I have to be aware of this person. I have to be aware of this person. And like, did back. you feel like a pang in your stomach, or yeah, what was I that was, like? It, it was. It was like my whole gut was being pounded by this feeling of truth. Like it's not even, um, there's no hesitation. It was, and I knew it wasn't from me. It wasn't from me. So I walked to my mom and I'm just like, mom, I think that person's following us. And she looked back and he started going on the phone. He was talking on the phone. And then my mom just like grabbed me and then she's like, let's cross the street. So we crossed the street and then we saw two, um, Two, two guys just sitting on the side of the road uh, in front of a store. And they were the only ones there. They, they literally were the only ones on the street along with that burly guy behind us. And then we started talking to them and we're just like, can we can we stay there for a, for, for a second? Because we feel like the guy is, is following behind us. And then we look across the street, this guy was like turning his head, still on his phone, looking towards our direction. And then this white van just like swoops by, door slid open, he jumped up, closed the sliding door, and then the van just boom, drove away. So literally yeah. at that wow. moment, if we kept walking a were... block, then we would have been pretty much grabbed. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah it was that. crazy. That, that's yeah. that's a that's an insane story. I I got you beat though. I have a story Ooh. for you. Matt. Oh, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, go thanks ahead. for sharing. It. But but when I was in my, I would say my early twenties, and I was sort mm -hmm. of back and you know away from God, mm -hmm. I um, mm -hmm. I got into this huge fight with my um son's mom, my my mm -hmm. then girlfriend at the time, mm -hmm. and. We, you know, we words were exchanged and like things yeah. were thrown. We we're at this party um, out mm -hmm. in the mid city LA, 
And mm-hmm. so I said, you know what, the hell with that. I'm leaving. And I like slammed the door behind me. I left my yeah. party. Yeah. So I was dressed to the nine. I had all, you know, mm-hmm. jacket, nice leather jacket, Wilson jacket. And yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, I, I forget, but it escapes me. But I think I had a nice watch also. And mm-hmm. so I began walking the streets and this is like mid city in the nineties. I want to say like late, late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was pretty grimy in that part of town. Anything you could imagine, prostitution, there's drugs, mm. and there's, like, there's there's gangs and stuff happening in the middle of um of the city. And so mm-hmm. I kept walking and then I began to feel like a sense of, I mean, discomfort kind of, I felt a little discombobulated. Like I didn't know where I was because mm-hmm. I had left one street, ended up on another street. And then fear began to seep in and creep in you know um it's ugly head and i said you know i'm gonna go over to that burger joint and grab me a burger because you know i really need something to eat to relax and whatnot so get this okay you ready for this joe mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Sitting down. Uh-huh. all right uh-huh. all right sit for this everyone everyone is listening sit down for this one i <laughs> open the door no sooner than i open the door then there's this lady holding a, a screwdriver to somebody's neck that's sitting inside Eating at the time, I just tell him to give him, demanding that he that he turn over the money to her, and I was like, it's like this lady oh with hair tattoo on her neck, and she was using you know gang uh, signs and 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 gang uh, slang and the whole bit, and I'm like, holy cow! So what did I do? I lined myself up with a couple other people waiting to order something, and I mm-hmm. said, great, the lady's gonna come around and ask me to unrobe and and disrobe and and take off my jacket and all my belongings yeah. stuff and probably my 40 dollars that i have on me so right anyways yeah. i was there i began to pray i asked god oh god i know i've been i haven't been right with you for a while have yeah. mercy on yeah. my soul save me right now i really need your help this has ever been a time it's right now so sure enough right. Right. out of nowhere in comes a group of people coming from church. This is 10 o'clock at night <gasps> beyond me. And they're wearing like the long, you know, garments, the ladies and the men look very old fashioned haircuts, mm-hmm. very fundamental, uh, Christian like, and then they come around and as they're coming around. Okay. Yeah. They look at me. Yeah. Right? And the first thing that came out of me was like, Oh, God bless you. Like, Oh boy. Am I going to see you? They come and as they approach me, this lady just runs out like a bat out of hell, literally, and slams the door behind. These people don't oh. way. They don't even flinch. It's like the wow. devil left. God came in. And then you can oh. hear it sound cliche, but you can hear a pin drop, how quiet the place became again. And then wow. they got that, hey, you're you're not from the area, they said are you knowing you and you're a little you know shaken up like what's wrong you know is there anything we can help you with brother and i said well you know what i haven't been you know right with god in a while i've mm-hmm. been walking <clears throat> the fact of the matter is i went astray and i'm mm-hmm. just not you know with it i'm just doing my own thing and i'm you know mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, you know I'm, I'm just not right i had a big old you know i had a huge combustion and, and huge fight and we you know broke up with the girl and whatnot and this mm-hmm, that happened mm-hmm. so, there's this thing that happened and i came over here and there's this lady and and then the guy goes don't worry trust in god and then when i got my food and we sat down it was like we we're praying 
-hmm. I felt that fellowship, that sense of, of togetherness with these folks that were complete strangers, mm. but coming from, you know, and I felt that, that sense of, of like, you know, like God was there in, in the midst of it all. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when I was so lost, God came and found me again. So this is yeah. how we rekindled yeah. our love, so to speak. And I came back to Christ because it was wow. those moments that if you've ever stopped believing in God, it's those moments that bring you back to, to that first love, like the Bible clearly, you know, states in the Bible. Yes. And so, I, yeah, that was a real powerful story. And, and, and I just felt compelled to, to mention that in passing, but uh, I want to thank you that. for sharing that. That's, that's ah. absolutely amazing. You know, it's so beautiful to hear. I, I genuinely, <laughs> I genuinely believe that, you know, when we ask for him, he answers and he's always yeah. there with us. And, you know, yeah, for myself, after that whole trip in Israel, I I said, okay, God, I know you exist, but I don't know how. And it, it's really hard for me to kind of navigate. And I would love to learn more um, if you're willing to share your, your wisdom, your knowledge, whatever. And that's when he showed me through science in astrophysics and quantum mechanics. And, and he just suddenly put, put in my heart to look into, you know, a general relatively into Einstein, into quantum mechanics and quantum entanglement and so on and so forth. And that made right. me go, oh, you know, through science, I'm actually able to get to know God a little better or, or to understand even more so that, yes, of course you exist. So. Right. You right. know, I, 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 it's astronomical like, the the amount of of uh, of you know you start adding it up like there's just so much yeah uh, science from within that you you can really tap into and learn yes. that how how real God is and and and, yes. and that you know Jesus did in fact exist that the that the you know the water was parted I mean they found right. they have found right. like chariot um. Uh, wheels down at the bottom of that, um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, river and, 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 um, um, you know, and stuff like that. And, right, right, and it, right. there's just so much out there, but we get deceived again by darkness and, um, spirits that, yes. that day, you know, and stuff. But I, I wanted to come back to, um, sort of kind of close the show, unfortunately, mm -hmm. all out of time. And we did, <laughs> wow, we, we really, we really, uh, uh had a yeah, great that time. Just, that uh, just went flowing, huh? <laughs> it really did. So we're gonna ask you to come back again, Joe. And, yeah, I would love um, that. You know, yeah, let's do that, and we can discuss a little more. Any current projects that in the works or anything, and also your handles, your social media handles, so that people can mm -hmm. find you. Yeah. Uh, so right now it, it's kind of, uh, I'm diverging into studying Chinese medicine. So with this whole pandemic and COVID thing happening, you know, the interesting thing is uh, Chinese medicine, Western medicine has a huge difference. Uh, Western medicine focuses on uh, tackling the body quite uh, honestly, quite individually. So for example, if you have a virus in your body, you need a, a vaccine or you have one antidote that, that specifically targets that part of, of your body. Whereas in Chinese medicine, it treats your body as a whole, as an environment. So instead of creating specific vaccines and try to tackle that, uh, what we do is we we hone our body into a healthier environment to make our immune system stronger so that it's not an environment where viruses can populate. Um, okay. So in, in China, in, in China, 
Chinese medicine is mandated by the government to be of treatment to COVID, uh, to COVID symptoms. And in China, we already have, even in Taiwan, we already have uh, data, peer-reviewed peer scientific lab reports, data that shows that using Chinese herbal medicine uh, and Chinese medicine treatments, it cuts the uh, symptoms of COVID symptoms by half. Meaning if you have fever, usually it's five to seven days in the West, whereas it's about two to three days where the fe fever just cuts down in in, um, in Asia. And this That's is phenomenal. huge. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy that it's not um, publicized here in the media yeah. here. I mean, I know there's the pharmaceutical aspect of things that's ex extraordinarily political, but I, um, I'm i putting in projects together to not only add in on my YouTube channel in terms of information with acting, but also in terms of information you can people can use or even reference to in terms of uh, just how to take care of their health, what to do when, when, when they have COVID symptoms and so on and so forth, and just expand their options instead of just what they are being told through the media right now, which is very, very uh, complicated and chaotic. So you can find that. Yeah, I will definitely, uh, yeah, that's another that's another show, by the way. So you promise to come back at some point? Yes, yes, I would love that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have Miss Josephine Ting. Thank you so much for being a Thank part of you. the show. Uh, how can people find you before I leave? Um, they can where, where find can they me. Find yeah, so on YouTube, uh, on the ch YouTube channel, you can just search Josephine Ting if you want to follow me on Instagram. It's at Josephine Nicole Ting, J O S E P H I N E N I C O L E T I N G, and you can find me there. Fantastic, a real pleasure. God bless you. Uh, until God next time, you you're listening to Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. Thank you again. Thank, you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.